The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And one of the criticisms I get on this show is that I actually don't do enough myself and I have guests on every week and they impart their wonderful knowledge and expertise, but you don't get to hear enough from me. And so today I've decided uh, to do my own show and talk about uh, spirit and metaphysics and what is happening in the world and what we can do to support our movement forward as, as well as uh, the planet itself. Um, but before I begin, just wanting to be spontaneous and uh, synchronistic, um, b- before the show began, there was a final ad about the Lewis and Clark Bicentennial, which makes me chuckle because um, Lewis and Clark played a very important role um, in tracking the movement of the bloodline across uh, across North America. And so I'm just going to take a moment to talk about that. But before I do, I'd just to let you all know that actually I'm a guest on uh, worldpuja.org on the Frequency Show, hosted by Cyrilla Gallagher, who was on my show a few weeks ago. And I've done a whole show with her on alchemy and the transformational process that alchemy leads us through through the seven chakras the seven planets uh, in turning our baseness into our most refined self into gold and the show went so well um, that Cyrilla actually asked me to do a second one and so I, I will also be on on March 17th talking about how the original bloodlines were always connected with the alchemical transformation and the alchemical gold and that show <laughs> didn't get us uh, to completion either because I had too much to say again. Um, and so the third show should actually begin where that show left off talking about how the energy and the bloodline and the grail energies came to North America, which happened in the 1390s through Henry Sinclair coming from uh, Scotland and going back and beginning the building of Roslyn Chapel which contains a whole series of coded messages about uh, this journey, including a, a beautiful archway of uh, corn on the cob and aloe leaves, um, which was a clear demonstration that uh, Sinclair had already been to North America way before Columbus discovered it uh, and, got, and gone back home 
because they, uh, the corn and the aloe were native to North America at that time. And Rosny was built in the 1450s, and he came back, in fact, from uh, the East Coast, uh, Boston area, and Halifax, Nova Scotia area uh, in 1398. And it was after that happened that uh, Roslyn uh, became this uh, incredible coded structure in stone. Um, so the Lewis and Clark role in this was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was the guy who had all the bits and pieces historically. He understood what had happened going back to the 1390s, going back to the 1590s when Francis Drake came to the west coast of North America, um, when Robert Gray was voyaging on the water for uh, Jefferson coming around the coast and checking all the different uh, locations. Um, so what Jefferson did with Lewis and Clark was he got them trained in measuring latitude and longitude, and they were uh, supposed to pay attention. Long longitude at that time was not easily measured. Pay attention to every, I think it was, it was either six or eight degrees of separation of longitude, and look for points along the way, which were markers, whether it be fork in a river, whether it be uh, some sort of dormant stone on the, on the side of the, of, the, of the highway, whatever it was, to measure um, these movements going through um, the, the shift from the east to the west across the country. And eventually, uh, Lewis and Clark, oh, and also Thomas Jefferson, told them to look out for uh, the Indians who were blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and spoke Welsh. Thomas Jefferson had Welsh heritage and knew that the Celtic people, the Druids, had already come to North America many, many years before. And sure enough, uh, Lewis and Clark found those Indians, the Mandan Indians, on the, on the plains of the Dakotas. They also came across a squaw named Sacagawea, and she had just had a baby, weeks-old baby, with a French-Canadian fur trapper, and she was his squaw. And again, Lewis and Clark knew that whenever there was a connection between the French, the Scottish, and the First Nations people of North America, there was a connection to the bloodline. Sacagawea led Lewis and Clark through the Rocky Mountains and out to the West Coast in Oregon, um, and led them all the way and all the way back. When they got back to her land, um, Lewis adopted the little boy, who was only weeks old when they left, and took him back to uh, the East Coast to be educated. And that boy eventually ended up in the German royal court. And, and the whole point of this story, as I'm rambling away here, as a result of this uh, ad that was on before the show, is that there was a very deliberate uh, movement across North America to sow the seeds of the bloodlines, to sow the seeds of the new energies which were to come to fruition now. And that's why it's relevant to understand what was taking place at that time. And what is now emerging when you look at some of the structures that were built by Jefferson at the university that he built, when you look now at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., which has now been decoded and recognizing that, in fact, within the Capitol building there is an, there is an ascension chamber. Uh, William Henry has done some wonderful work on that. So we begin to understand and realize that what we are experiencing now is part of a much bigger, grander plan as we shift to this, uh, this new level of awareness and consciousness, which we are all part of.
and uh, I'm really happy to report that uh, looking back over the last uh, nine months or so that I've been doing these shows, that um, we have put together a wonderful compendium of information of awakening to higher consciousness through the numerous guests that, that I've had on the show. And so if you go to the archived shows, you can see the name of the guest and what they have uh, brought to the show, what their particular topic has been. And you can then do your own research uh, through those people. Um, and so what I'm planning to do today is to do just a little bit of a summary of the uh, energy and the consciousness that we've been working with and also um, to give you my own insights as a result of the work that I've been doing in my own world, as, as well as uh, working with the guests on the show, obviously. Um, so if you just go to www.petertongue.com, uh, you'll see all of the uh, Voice America shows are archived on the website, and you can uh, go at your leisure and listen to those shows as you wish to. And, uh, and I feel... Uh, very honored, in fact, that uh, this has worked out the way that it has in terms of the quality of the information that the guests have been bringing. And so in terms of my own um, reflections on what is taking place in the world today, I just want to begin the show by, by saying we are in a, in a challenging time right now because we are in that um, time in uh, development, um, spiritually, metaphysically, that we have to look at ourselves at the deepest part of our being and work through all of the unresolved issues that we have yet to fully uh, clear in our systems. And what I'm talking about here is uh, early childhood situations which caused us uh, some um, programming within our unconscious that has never come to the surface. And for us to move forward on our path to a higher level of consciousness it becomes absolutely essential for us to clear out those aspects of us that hold us in uh, certain belief systems, limiting belief systems, or in unconscious programs that are running our lives. Now, how do we do this? How do we connect for our conscious and our unconscious? There are many, many ways of, of doing it, and a number of my guests have talked about how we shift our awareness from the unconscious to the conscious. And I'll just mention one or two of them now uh, because they have made a tremendous contribution uh, to uh, the show. And the first one I'll mention is Len Lasco, who has a wonderful hollow energetic healing program that essentially is a gentle regression process that takes you back to the time when you first crystallized into your being this particular trauma or life situation where you believed um, that you were not being fully loved or fully honored and it causes separation and a separation that we are not uh, fully aware of. And so we begin to behave in a certain way in the world um, unconsciously. We are programmed to respond in a certain way. Now, you could ask the question, how, how do I know? How do I know today what those programs are? How do I know uh, what it is I need to resolve? Well, the good news is, at the moment, we are in a uh, uh, planetary alignment with Saturn, with um, Pluto, and with Uranus, with a T-square configuration. 
which means that, that we are facing all of the old paradigms, all of the old structures that are not serving our needs. Uh, and Uranus is all about sudden and unexpected change. So what is taking place is we are suddenly having feelings come up as a result of situations that we are faced with. And that's how we know what it is we need to deal with. So when you ask that question, the answer is, what is it that's triggering you right now? What is it in your world that's causing you distress and difficulty? Because we are being faced with it in our daily lives. So what we need to do is to step back and pay attention. So I'll continue with this uh, discussion after our first break. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's pretty scary, Ryan, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always me. wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And today I, I'm just doing a summary of, of the incredible insights that have been brought forward to the show in the last few weeks to bring us up to date and to see what are the real key nuggets that have come forward through these shows. And I was just reflecting before the break on this need for us to work through all of the uh, issues that are coming up for us right now that we're having to, to face. And Daryl Gurney gave a wonderful description last summer on the show about how working with the unconscious and the conscious, he works mainly through uh, psych K, muscle testing, uh, and balancing ourselves for um, these unresolved issues that we're having to face in this, in this time. Daniel Jacob also gave us a wonderful insight into how we can work with our unconscious and, and conscious together to create this, uh, this awareness at this deepest level. One of my guests, uh, Jay Lyons, uh, told a remarkable story of, of, of being uh, involved and, and captured in the uh, battles in, in Northern Ireland a few years ago and, and being tortured for information that he knew. And Jay was, was able to go through this process of incredibly difficult uh, pain and suffering, um, but also because he was already a practitioner, be able, to, be able to stand back and see what was happening to himself as he shut down through this very uh, traumatic experience. It took him four years to recover from that trauma in which he almost uh, died. But in doing so, he's now able to uh, reverse the process for others. For, so for anybody who's suffered significant uh, trauma or abuse, Jair has this wonderful way of, of releasing uh, the energies that, have, uh, that keep us entrapped so that we can move forward in our lives. For me, the most powerful energy work that I do with um, releasing uh, any form of trauma or any just discomfort that we're feeling around uh, issues in our lives is just simply working with the violet flames, the violet flames of, of transmutation. And if you ever have a, a feeling of sadness or grief uh, or just stuff that feels uncomfortable that comes up, if you just simply uh, set the intention and flicker the violet flames through uh, your being in that particular part of your body and just allow the violet flames to release those vibrations and set you free. It's a very simple and easy way for you to move forward. The um, quality that's probably the most significant in, in all of this um, is forgiveness. And what uh, I know Daryl Gurney has certainly discovered over uh, the years of the work that he's been doing is that most of us actually struggle most with forgiving ourselves for anything we have done in our lives to cause harm to other people. And so when we go through this process of releasing, it's really important to forgive others who've done any harm to us, but also to fully forgive ourselves. And forgiveness is not about saying what happened was okay or accepting it was okay. It isn't like that at all. But forgiving is for giving ourselves uh, freedom and love. 
So it's a really important process for you to um, go through and release those feelings, letting them go, and, and, and realizing that we are all on this uh, planet as a school of learning. We're here to experience life in the third dimension, and we're here to be, get a deeper and greater understanding of the human condition and working on and with the planet itself. And, and it, it is a school of learning, and it's okay to make mistakes. And our role here is to experience, to learn, and to grow. So the good news is, once we have cleared these issues that are uh, sort of stuck in our craw that, that, that we haven't yet fully released, when we can let all that go, then we can create real clarity within our physical being and we can begin the journey of raising our frequency and vibration. Many uh, of the prophets about 2012 talk about 2012 and the significance of 2012 and I think there are as many uh, predicted outcomes as there are seers about what will actually take place in 2012. But what I personally do know is that what we are going through right now, not in 2012, but in February 2010, is a preparation for what is to come. And the sooner we start preparing ourselves, the better. What do we need to do to prepare ourselves? Well, the first thing we need to do is to clear out all those unresolved issues, forgive ourselves fully, and then we can move into this place of higher frequency and higher vibration in our daily lives. Now, how do we shift from where we are now and shift ourselves into higher frequency and higher vibration? Well, there are several relatively simple things that we can do. Some of them are simple physical things, um, like what we actually eat, what we put into our being, what we consume. And I, I see in my own world um, a shift which is wonderful taking place towards uh, organically grown food, toward consciously grown food, where seeds are actually um, consciously put into the ground. Um, the, the beautiful uh, Anastasia discussion I had with Dr. Leo talked about how Anastasia's method of, of growing food is to actually put the seeds in her mouth under her tongue and allow her saliva to run into those seeds so that the seed's DNA and her DNA can come together so that when that seed grows, it will grow in exactly the right food process for her to benefit the most. And so when you start growing food consciously and you start consuming that food organically without any fertilizers or pesticides, then you are immediately making a shift into a higher level of consciousness consuming your food in a conscious way in co-creation with the food that you're consuming. So not rushing through your meals and sort of eating on the fly, but taking time to sit down and honoring the food that you're taking in and being selective about the actual food itself. Sam Gracie was, was on uh, for a show talking about this um, very, very important aspect of uh, our physical life. He also, by the way, talked about um, the whole notion of uh, having a predisposition for certain diseases, which you can detect just by checking through your family lineage, uh, through your bloodline, and see what happened to people, what age they passed away, and what they, what they actually died of. 
and then recognizing that if there is, say, a propensity for a heart attack or for cancer, then ensuring in the way that you live your life today that you um, protect yourself by um, making sure that you enhance all aspects of your life that could um, impact you in that way. My um, guest actually next week on the show is going to be uh, Bruce Lipton, which I'm absolutely delighted about. And I know he will be talking about the, the, the fallacious belief that our genetics control our lives. And he would say absolutely categorically that we control our genetics by the way in which we live our lives. And so it's going to be very important for us to recognize that we are, in fact, the masters of our own destiny by what we choose to do and how we choose to live our lives. Physical activity and exercise is also very, very important for us to get outside, be in nature, to enjoy and embrace nature, and take our own physical activity, not to a level that, that requires us to, in the old way of, of no pain, no gain. It's not about that. What it is about is getting good exercise where we sort of get out of breath and, and maybe panting a little bit, but not not pushing ourselves to extremes, but enjoying our, our workout, whatever we choose to do, whether it be yoga, whether it be jogging, cycling, whatever it is, it's, it's to actually be enjoyed and embraced so that we actually feel very, very good about it. In my own view, uh, I think the greatest uh, problem in our world today that brings us down from our higher vibration and frequency is the stressful world in which we live. And we have created a world around us where we are constantly being uh, inundated with information, a lot of noise, a lot of distraction away from what is really, really important. And so if you are someone who is on the go 24-7, dashing from here, there, everywhere, uh, meeting deadlines, getting stressed out, then that really is not a way for you to raise your vibration and frequency and consciousness. So it becomes really, really important for you to get a sense of why you are behaving the way that you are, what is driving you in the direction that you're going. Because unfortunately, a lot of us don't stop and think about that. And we think about um, whatever it is we're striving to do on a minute-to-minute -minute basis without stepping back and look at, looking at the bigger picture and saying to ourselves, why am I doing this? What is the point of this? What is my real purpose, real mission for being here? And unfortunately, many of us have got caught in the trappings of success and what appears to be security uh, in, uh, in our jobs and, and financially, uh, but are living under incredibly stressful conditions, which really doesn't help us. Um, I was really fortunate just today actually to be out in a, a little farm in the country uh, actually in a church hall where there was a little preschool uh, play group happening and there were probably about a dozen three to four year olds I guess who were uh, being supervised just beautifully by some adults and they were inside and outside and, and playing and honoring each other and being honored and we need to return back to honoring each other, being supportive of each other, and certainly honoring our children, which is a favorite topic of mine, which I'll return to after the break. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Spiritual Workout with host Stephen Morrison helps you go beyond the books, CDs, and the workshops you've gone to to learn spirituality. Stephen will passionately help you see which of 15 universally spiritual concepts apply to your circumstance and how. Now there's a way to help you live it every single day. Work out every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Spiritual Workout with your host, Stephen Morrison, on 7th Wave Network. A practical path to a happier, more peaceful, and richer life experience. We walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain. More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. And I'm rambling a bit today. I'm chatting about all sorts of different aspects of spirituality and higher consciousness that my guests have talked about over the last few weeks and that I'm experiencing in my own world. And I was talking just before the break about seeing a beautiful little scene today of about a dozen little three- and four-year-olds 
in a playgroup being beautifully managed uh, and in a very low-key and honoring way by the adults working with them, which takes me back to the discussions we had with Rafi, uh, a well-known children's entertainer in Canada, um, who was talking about child honoring uh, and his vision for this uh, program, for which he has tremendous support from quite well-known people, in, including Nelson Mandela and the Dalai Lama. And so for me to see these children in this beautiful setting uh, this morning was, was a great reminder of, uh, of how it is that we need to shift the way in which we handle the children and, and return to full child honoring. Many of these children are completely open and connected to spirit, know exactly why they're here, remember who they are, and uh, are here to fulfill a very important mission. And we as adults have a responsibility to ensure that we provide the necessary sacred space for these children. And Meg Blackburn uh, did a show on, on parenting the children of now, and it was really interesting in listening to her speak and reading her book of that title, um, the fact that she hardly mentions the children because she's recognized that uh, it is the parents and the adults working with the children that need to do their work and to clear their energies um, so that they can then honor the children properly and creatively work with the children to enhance their uh, incredible awareness and, and creativity. And it's something that I uh, really look forward to happening in the immediate future for us to really begin to understand how we need to work with our children differently, both our, our own children and the children of now who are in the world, who have this very powerful, direct connection to spirit. I'm going to change topics now and, and shift into something that's become really uh, significant, I believe, in our awakening process and this is the ability to access and activate portals that exist in the world to enable us, to help us to shift through from this realm of the third dimension into higher realms of existence. And I've been doing some meditations recently with, with people uh, working with this process and have had significant uh, successes. And what I've realized is that in the world today, there are many sacred sites which have what I would call natural portals to other realms and dimensions uh, and other sites where there has been a deliberate building of a structure to create a, a man-made ability to access other realms and dimensions through sacred geometry. And uh, in fact, just this week, I uh, read of, a, of an example um, the solar disk um, that was dropped into the Lake Titicaca or the bottom of Lake Titicaca back in the uh, 1500s when the conquistadors came, the golden solar disk of uh, the indigenous peoples of uh, the area in South America around Lake Titicaca were very concerned that this disk was going to be uh, captured by the conquistadors and so they dropped it down to the bottom of Lake Titicaca. And just this last couple of weeks, uh, ceremonies have taken place to reactivate that uh, solar disk that is at the bottom of Lake Titicaca. And on one of the islands in Lake Titicaca, there are two temples, one to Pachamama, to Mother Earth, and one to Pachatiti, 
to Father Sky. And in one of these temples, there is a sandstone wall structure that has an indentation in the structure. And when certain people who are in alignment and frequency and vibration place their third eye against this indentation, then they are able to travel through this portal and out into other realms and, and dimensions and have uh, remarkable experiences. So that is an example of a, of a man-made um, structure created specifically for accessing portals. One of the portals that I am most familiar with uh, is Chartres Cathedral, which is about 45 minutes west of um, Paris. And that whole cathedral, the Gothic cathedral, was built very specifically to uh, enable people to transform themselves through uh, their own healing process and eventually be able to access the portal that exists there, um, built on a very significant pagan mound of, of the old days, uh, such that when you get to a certain level of awareness, uh, you can once again access an ascension chamber type portal that exists within the walls of Chartres Cathedral to enable you to move through and out into these other realms to experience uh, the joy of, of the heaven worlds. And one of my favorite shows, although not the easiest one to host, was uh, Patrice Chaplin, the um, daughter-in-law of Charlie Chaplin, who had some remarkable experiences um, in Spain. And specifically with uh, Mount Canigou, which is a mountain in the Pyrenees, which is one of these natural portals. And she tells a wonderful story, which I'll repeat now, of uh, Salvador Dali, who, uh, the famous painter, who used to travel from Spain to France to Perpignan Station to send his paintings to New York. And he was an initiate of a secret society that knew um, about the portal in Mount Canigou. So he was directly involved with this particular group. But on this, on this occasion, he was simply standing on the platform in Perpignan Station, looking out at Mount Canigou, which you can see from, from the platform. And the next thing he knew, his consciousness was literally sucked out of his brain and and gone um, through the portal of Mount Canigou. I don't know actually what was happening to him while his consciousness went, whether he was just standing or whether he was, he was sitting, I don't know, but he went through and had this incredible experience traveling through the stars and the planets. And he actually made the statement um, when he returned that uh, Perpignan Station was the center of the universe. And when he actually went home back to Spain, Patrice Chaplin, who was on the show, was actually present in the home when he returned, and he was pretty stunned and, and shocked about what had taken place. And if you um, go back to that show with Patrice Chaplin, uh, you can hear that story. And if you Google Salvador Dali um, and Perpignan Station, you will see the painting that he did. And once you know that this was a portal uh, access that took place, and you look at the painting, it becomes pretty obvious uh, what had taken place with, with Salvador Dali. Now, when you go on these journeys, one of the things that people don't really understand well, which is really important to understand, is 
when your consciousness is traveling through other dimensions, it's really, really important that you ground and anchor yourself in this realm and on the other side of the portal. So you have two grounding cords this in this world and the next world so that you are uh, able to return easily and comfortably back to your physical body. So uh, when people think about going out uh, in these types of experiences, having out-of-body experiences or having dimensional experiences, it's really, really important that you yourself physically are grounded in this world so that the return back to uh, this reality is a comfortable and straightforward one. Uh, but certainly it seems to me that this is another important aspect of the work uh, that we need to do to become aware of these other realms and these other worlds that exist. So I wish you well in, in your uh, opportunities to, to access and, and travel through these portals. A couple of, m of my guests, um, James Tiburon and Richard Leviton, both have incredible awareness and expertise in uh, the the landscape of the earth in terms of uh, portals to be accessed and ways in which we can work with the earth um, and so again both those shows if you're interested in how the planet itself is shifting and how we can work alongside the planet in that shift both of those uh, shows are extremely significant um, James Tiburon works very much with the crystal energy of the planet and is involved in doing activation crystal work uh, in different parts of the world, uh, specifically Mount Shasta, um, Arkansas, and now working, working with the uh, Galveston Pyramids, um, which is another very interesting connection between the Great Pyramids, which is another access point uh, to the other realms, to the, the uh, realms beyond this one. That's why actually the pyramids were built and are a direct reflection of uh, Orion's belt on the planet. And so Orion's belt is another one of those uh, portal access points that we can connect with through the three great pyramids, which actually reflect directly um, Orion's belt. So we're coming up to uh, our final break in this show, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time after the break, talking about heart math and my uh, information that I've gathered from that particular organization. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain. More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. 
years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. And today I'm doing a little bit of a summary of the information that we have passed on to the listeners over the last few shows and sort of interspersing into that some of my own awarenesses and, and uh, observations of what's taking place in the world at this time. And I had the joy and opportunity to uh, interview two members of the HeartMath Institute, Roland McCrady, who is the sort of science guy, and Howard Martin, who is the sort of human guy, around uh, the new beginning of this year. And what's really neat about the HeartMath Institute is that we now have an, a means of measuring uh, shifts and changes in consciousness when we start working through the heart center. And they have a beautiful little device called an M-Wave machine. And just by placing your thumb on a particular part of the instrument, you can um, see and measure when you have gone into your heart space out of your head. So when you shift from being in that place of analysis into that place of being in your heart, then the machine gives you that coherence pattern that you've moved into. And they have this uh, tremendous 
number of people now partaking in their coherent heart-centered movement to shift towards bringing peace to our planet. And they are also developing uh, monitoring systems that they're going to be placing all over the planet. There already is one in, in Northern California where they'll be able to measure earth changes and human impacts on those earth changes. Essentially, the way it works is if you imagine on a day-to-day -day basis when nothing particular is taking place with humanity, then there is a randomness, and this can be measured through a random number generator. And then when humanity focuses its emotional intention on something through the heart center, then the randomness becomes more ordered. And so this random number generator um, stops being so random, it becomes more organized and more ordered, which can now be measured. And what's really neat about that is you can now set the intention uh, in your meditations, in your coherent heart meditations to bring peace to the planet, and there are instruments that can actually measure that both for you personally and for things that take place on the planet. And what they have found, in fact, is that the electromagnetic field around the heart is significantly bigger than the electromagnetic frequencies from the brain. So when we shift into our heart, then we can create a much bigger and stronger field, a loving vibrational field around our heart. And it's very, very easy to do. You simply slip your, your consciousness out of the head and bring it down into the heart. And you just pay attention to the rise and fall of your chest as you breathe through the heart. You focus on appreciation and gratitude for our beautiful planet, for our beautiful lives, for all that's good in our world. And you simply place in your heart this beautiful, caring, compassionate, loving feeling and just allow it to flow out into the world. And these vibrations are now becoming measurable. And so just by practicing this, and even if you get the M-Wave machine, you'll get an immediate um, knowing when you're, when you're in that sacred space. So you're now coming into resonance with the beautiful heart-centered energies that more and more people are becoming aware of and working with around the globe. And it is, in my view, inevitable, as uh, Graham Kilshaw said on the show recently, inevitable that we will indeed create a beautiful, peaceful planet in the future. Which brings me to the great show that I had with Diana Cooper, who talked about 2012 and what 2012 actually is, which is a step up in vibration, frequency, and consciousness, so that wherever you are now in your world, whether you are someone who is in the third dimensional realm uh, entirely and not consciously thinking about these higher vibrations at all, whether you are someone who is sort of in the fourth dimension, who is very aware of what is going on but hasn't sort of really mastered yet where we are, or whether you're in the fifth dimension and working in full manifestation with the vibrations and frequencies of the planet, wherever you are in your world today, as the 2012 unfolds and as we shift towards that, Diana Cooper would say that we will all have the opportunity to step up to the next level from wherever we are now, which for some people... Uh, will include a full ascension process for those people who are already functioning at the highest levels of consciousness on the planet. So exciting things to look forward to. Um, there are a number of uh, situations that inc increase the level of fear around 2012. And I have to say that I have absolutely no fear around what is coming at all. I see this as a fantastic opportunity 
for all of us to raise our vibration, to raise our consciousness, to bring peace to the planet and be fully in our heart centers in a loving embrace of all that is. Um, Dinah Cooper works very closely with the orbs that many of us are now seeing on our digital photographs. And if you haven't yet seen an orb on your, on your photos, it's not because they're not there, it's because you aren't tuned into them. And she would say that some of those orbs are in fact uh, connected to the unicorns. And the unicorns, of course, are the highest expression of the horse, beautiful pure white animals with a beautiful spiral horn on their heads that they are now working with us to raise our vibration and consciousness. If we call upon the uh, unicorn orbs when we go to sleep at night, they will work with us, raise our consciousness and remove the veils of illusion that prevent us from seeing through the realms of consciousness into the higher realms. And Diana Cooper's show was probably one of the most inspiring shows that we have, have done uh, she has very, very clear information come through, and I am confident uh, that she uh, is very much on uh, alignment with uh, the path that we are all moving towards. As I said earlier, um, my guest next week is Bruce Lipton, and he is going to be a featured guest on the Seventh Wave Network next week. And his latest book, called Spontaneous Evolution, suggests that, in fact, humanity is poised to shift into a whole new level of awareness, a whole new level of consciousness, where we will work together side by side to support each other, to help each other, and shift the world into a whole new vibration, a golden era of peace, and it feels as if it's already beginning to move, and then we sort of take a couple of steps forward and one step backwards. And uh, just commenting on the Olympic Games <laughs> right now, it's in Vancouver. It's it's a, it's a sort of a, a microcosm of the macrocosm with all of the drama, the controversy, what the the luge um, guy from Georgia who died, uh, one of the mothers of one of the Canadian skaters died. And there's all this emotion and joy and sadness and heart opening taking place. Um, it's not a linear path. It's an up and down path, but it's a wonderful path. And I hope you have uh, learned uh, a few more little gems on the show today. Looking forward to Bruce Lipton next week. And I hope you have a wonderful week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I hope you've enjoyed the show. this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.